Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the one who lives and was dead and is now alive forevermore. And so we are now in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, which I'm just going to read here in full. It says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. And so, Brother Daniel, this aspect of, of Jesus, you know, he puts it in a, in a kind of a trio phrase that he was alive. You know, this could speak of both him being the living God, but then also he became a man and it was you know, born by the Virgin Mary. He lived a life and he died. So God experienced death on our behalf, which is a huge part of the gospel. But then the second part is in the third ending of this is that he's alive forevermore and that we have our hope in his resurrection that we ourselves would be resurrected as Paul so clearly articulates in 1 Corinthians uh, 15. And so this is, I think, a marvelous description in the name of Jesus that he self-describes for us to dwell on uh, because it gives us so much hope. Well, there's no doubt that uh, the hope of having eternal life is one of the uh, cornerstone of the uh, promise in the Christian faith. In other words, many people are attracted to the gospel because the forgiveness of sin not only create a, um, a moral cleansing of a person, a sanctification, but it also set the person who is redeemed by the blood of Jesus on a whole new trajectory of life and life everlasting. Because humanity as a whole throughout the ages from the time of Adam, has confronted one issue that no one can overcome, the issue of death. In the coming devotion, we will talk about death. And we all know that death came into humanity because of the sin in the Garden of Eden by Adam and Eve. And because of the fallen nature of humanity and the depravity, us falling short of the glory of God, death entered into humanity. But Christ is the one who came and demonstrated to us that He did not just live for 33 years. After the gruesome death on the cross, He rose again on the third day and He remained alive and He will return in power and glory. So not only did He proclaim a promise of everlasting life, that he himself demonstrated that he is the one who is alive even though he was dead and he's alive forevermore. Now, this description obviously talks about the fact that Jesus was, had, was alive forever in pre-incarnate form as God, and then he came into humanity through virgin birth and then experienced real death, not even a ceremonial death. It's a real death like any other human being, but yet death could not hold him, so he rose again from the dead, and then he took on the everlasting, immortal, resurrected body. And that is one of the 
greatest sign according to Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that he said, if Christ do not rise, our faith will be empty. It will be useless. It will be futile. It will be just empty without any substance. But because he rose again from the dead, because the tomb is empty after three days, we can be assured that on that day at the sound of the last trumpet, those of us who are dead in Christ, we will return. And meanwhile, of course, our spirit is well and alive in heaven while awaiting the resurrection of our body. So the redemption is complete in spirit, soul, and body. And life forevermore is basically a mirror image of Jesus Christ because Jesus is the one who has life forevermore and he was the one that was alive and was dead and is alive forevermore. We follow the same path. We die and we rose again. And we are like him in, in, in many, many aspects because our calling is to be in the image of God. And there is a mysterious verse out of Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 that, that Paul quoted in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30, 31 to 33. He said, For this reason the man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. And this is the great mystery, the mystery of Christ in the church, referring to the fact that, that the bridegroom Jesus is a waiting for a bride that have same nature of the flesh to be in one union with him. So Jesus have the resurrected frame, the resurrected body, and all the believers of all ages will be resurrected like Jesus to join him together in the same flesh. Well, Brother Daniel, I think uh, it's fascinating even if we go back to the beginning of Genesis in the first few chapters and this aspect of life and life eternal. And we know that because Adam and Eve sinned, that they were separated from the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. but specifically to be separated from partaking of the Tree of Life. And it implies that they would be able to continue to not experience death if they are able to eat of that Tree of Life still. And so now Jesus, in becoming a man and dying for our sakes, has himself become the tree of life. He himself is the one who lives as a man forever and ever, the first man to reclaim the immortality state in a physical human body. And I, I just find that so fascinating. Yes, indeed. Uh, the, the fact that Jesus came and demonstrated himself in that manner uh, not only assure us of our future, but really enable us to know what kind of a God He is. That He's a God who's not afraid to get near to us. He's a God who is going out of His way to come into our, ex our reality, to explain to us the preciousness of life uh, and the preciousness and the purpose of life. Sometimes uh, we get lost in our journey of life and existence because we lost the sense of purpose. We do not know why we are alive. We don't know why we are going through the mundaneness, all the sufferings, all the exhilarating victory that we face in our life. We lost the sense of purpose and meaning. But Jesus, who is alive, comes to this earth 
and live out a life and then proclaim a message uh, that tells us the reason why we are alive. He was alive because he was here to be manifested, to manifest the glory of the Father and to destroy the works of the devil and to redeem us from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. And we are alive because we are uh, on the earth set apart for his glories. No longer that we live, but Christ that live within us. The life that we now live in the flesh, we live by faith every day in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And this purpose of living is so that we can be living witnesses every moment by words and by our action in silence as well as in variety of expressive proclamation, uh, the goodness of the Lord and the power of the gospel, uh, empowered by his indwelling Holy Spirit within us. And every day we live with such purpose. Eternal life does not begin when we die. Eternal life begins on the day we're born again, when the wellspring of the Holy Ghost within us well up like a spring of living water and become a mighty river of life that flowing out of us to touch everything around us and bring life to the things around us. We're called to be salt and light. Our good works are to glorify the Father who is in heaven. I can go on and on for the reason I'm alive today. I look forward every day to be alive and to do the little things and the great things that the Lord has entrusted for me to do. And I look forward to the time every day when I do it, when no one is watching, when I do it, when millions are watching. And it doesn't matter because I am not doing for the eyes of man. I am living it from the inside, from the inside of my life. It's an overflow of my relationship with Jesus. And out of a deep system, deep root system of communion with the Lord, and I will live that life and let it overflow. Let it touch many, many lives around me. And so Jesus is the one who is alive, but he was dead. So one day, you know, I might face the physical death, but I know that it's like sleeping. And I will be awake just like Jesus at the sound of the last trumpet. So because he's the one who is alive and was dead and alive forevermore, I am the one who is alive. And one day I'll face death. And I pray that that I will love not my life even unto death on that day because of the witness of the gospel. And then I will be alive forevermore. Because I'm alive and I will be dead and I will be alive forevermore, therefore my life is not my own. I surrender my life to the Lord yieldedly that He can use me in any situation possible. And I'm not crippled by the fear of death. So I want to encourage our audience uh, along with... Uh, Brother Blair here, um, that uh, we need to continue to meditate on the fact that Jesus is truly the one who can empathize in our life experience as well as our life journey of facing death. The, the fear of death crippled many people and many life decisions are made based on avoiding uh, that, uh, that reality. And, but as a believer in Christ, we do not need to do so we can uh, continue to live and then face that and knowing that we will be alive forevermore. And knowing that the one who comforts our soul has actually gone through a physical death. He truly is the one who is all-knowing of every moment of our lives and is able to meet us there in power and in glory. And so Jesus, I thank you that you are the one who is alive and that you died 
And now you are alive forevermore. Thank you, Jesus, for taking on flesh, for living this life, for giving us your scripture, the gospels, that we might have life in you. And today, we do have life in you. And even though that we will fall asleep, our bodies will die, we know that our souls and our spirits are redeemed for eternity and that you will glorify our bodies one day at that sound of the trumpet. And so today, Lord, I ask you for grace to live in power and in faith and in confidence. Lord, that today we would not make decisions with fear, but we would make decisions knowing that, uh, that the living God has purchased us fully. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul with your love. You satisfy